Happy Friday, another Saxton Pod. Championship weekend, NFL coming to a close, President's Cup on the horizon, and cold weather here in the Northeast. How you doing? Uh, it is cold, you got that right. Uh, I'm excited for this week. I think there's some, some good games, a good slate, a uh, solid post-holiday weekend. Last weekend, I think, was the first time I really got locked into the NFL. Um, yeah, I think, you know, there's probably been a game here or there that I've been up for, but I agree, last weekend was kind of the first time I wall-to-walled it. Um, well, let's start with college. We'll get more into the NFL as we get there. Championship weekend, Pac-12 tonight. Uh, let me get your thoughts on the rankings. I mean, I saw a lot of, uh, I don't want to call them conspiracy theories, but lots of stuff, discussion on Twitter about the rankings, and I don't really understand what, like, what did people think they were going to be? Um, it's kind of exactly what I thought it was going to be, at least. And I don't really understand the, let's make this an eight-teamer, because we'd have be having the same arguments over Baylor, Wisconsin, Florida, Penn State that we are right now with Georgia, Utah, Oklahoma. I think the only way it can go to eight is the conference championships have to be the you're in if you win the conference championship and then have two or three wild cards. I I agree with you. That's definitely where we're going. And I think it's probably the next two years that'll happen. And I cannot wait for like a seven and four division winner to get into the conference championship like USC and wins the well, Pac-12 and they get into the playoffs. It would, it would be Virginia upsetting Clemson this weekend. Yeah, I can't not, I can't wait for that to happen. Yeah. Um, it's be amazing. How important do you think it is for someone to get the one seed? Because somebody, uh, it looks like it's going to be, to me, it's going to be LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, one, two, three, in some order. How important is it to get the one seed, though, and be able to play the four seed? Well, actually, if Ohio State wins, I don't. I think they're locked in. I think the committee's telling us that they, they eye test says to them, Ohio State's clearly the best team. Yeah. Um, but I think it's huge. Um, I don't. I would not want to play Clemson. Um, Ohio State. Is there any way either LSU or Clemson overtakes them if it's a close game? Definitely not Clemson. Uh, I think Clemson might as well just get ready for that 2-3 game. You know, if LSU blows Georgia out and Wisconsin somehow keeps it within a touchdown or three, maybe, that's you know, you're probably right with that, but that's the only way. A Georgia loss, who's the front runner to take the fourth seed? How much of a complaint would Oklahoma have, assuming they won? I mean, their resumes wouldn't be that much different, right? Right. I kind of think Baylor would be the best win of both the teams, right? Uh, well, Oregon is probably better than Baylor, I think. Is it? I mean, I don't know. But it's it's definitely debatable. Yeah, and I'm not sure, you know... Although you could... What's the difference? You could say Oklahoma went to Baylor and won, where Utah... I don't know what their best regular season win is. I mean, Utah played their BYU out of schedule. I mean, I get it's a rivalry game, but or out of conference. But who did they played Northern Illinois? Was their other out of conference game? Yeah, at Washington's probably their best win, and I believe they're seven and five or six and six. (laughs) Right. Right. So you know, we've been hearing for weeks. Clemson didn't play anybody. Alabama didn't play anybody. Well, who the hell is Utah playing? Yeah. And I like Utah, but, you know, I think Oklahoma would have an argument. If Georgia loses, is there any possibility they still get in? No. No, no, no. Their loss is too bad, I think. The South Carolina loss is already hurting them. So, Baylor, 
could jump them when winning if Utah were to lose? I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, we, uh, I it would be hard to convince me that jo- that Baylor's better than Georgia, but I think you're probably right that Baylor would get the nod. Oh uh, yeah, I would agree with you. I don't think many people would say Baylor is better than Georgia on a neutral field. I just you know that doesn't really matter. I don't think anymore. Ohio State, Clemson, LSU are in no matter what. Uh, Ohio State, Clemson, L- yeah, yep. Uh, we mentioned Washington earlier. Your surprise level on Chris Peterson, and do we see him again? I don't know how you can uh, not be surprised. Um, I certainly didn't see this coming. Out. Right. I think we've discussed that. Why is he? You know, I know he's from there. That's his alma mater. But why is he there? Why is he at USC or a school with a better shot at at uh, you know making the playoff or something like that? But I actually. I think this is going to be that a start of a trend where you're going to see these sort of, you know, he's not young, young, but certainly not old. I think you're going to start to see the burnout become a, a more prevalent thing. Uh, you brought up USC <laughs> segment <laughs> for Jake the Snake. Uh, level of surprise, Helton's back. Uh, pretty shocked. I, I am at least. You know, I'm not plugged in, but I'm shocked. Yeah, I think it's shocking with I think it's shocking with the new AD because it certainly was setting up for him to be let go. Yeah, I'm just not sure, especially with some of the names that are out there. I don't know if everyone they call around and no one was interested. It's kind of my hunch. Yeah. So maybe keep him for one more year and see what's out in the marketplace next year is my gut feeling. What's happening? Um, but hey, when he wins 11 games next year, it should be tough to can him. <laughs> Did Rutgers hit a home run? <laughs> uh, I have to find a home run. I mean, <laughs> I mean, is that the best they could do? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're going to be playing in the AAC in two years, so yeah. Uh, well, let's get into this weekend's games then. Starts tonight. In San Francisco, what kind of weather should we expect? Oregon, Utah. Really close uh, weather call here. I kind of have the hunch that this could be two different games weather-wise. First half might just be uh, breezy, cloudy, cool, um, and some sprinkles. But the second half looks like it's close. I mean, it could be okay, but it could be an absolute monsoon. A uh, big storm coming into the west. You know, it's in that right in that six to seven p.m. range, west coast time. That's supposed to get really bad, so could be a big factor. Utah opened four and a half. It's jumped to six and a half. <sighs> I struggled with this. I, you know, I know Utah has been on a roll, but I think that much better than Oregon. Uh, that's kind of what I kept coming back to. Oregon's got a senior-laden, big, physical offensive line, which is surprising for Oregon. And they actually like to run the ball. I know they've they've got this um, label that they're a passing finesse team, but they actually like to run the ball. They prefer to run it. And obviously, so does Utah. So, you know, leaning with weather, leaning with two teams that prefer to run the ball, um, you know, I kind of like the points and the under here. We exchanged some notes uh, going back and forth leading up to the podcast. What do you think this line would have been if Oregon doesn't drop that game at Arizona State? I have to think this couldn't be more than three, right? Yeah. I mean, is is Oregon three points worse than they were two weeks ago? Agreed, right. And it's kind of a, you know, Oregon is famous. He's one of those teams famous for losing those type of games, so... Is it really that surprising? I mean, me and you clearly certainly didn't think so. Yeah, I mean, the other factor that I took in when trying to figure out the side was Utah's not explosive. No. I mean, they certainly could blow Oregon out, but it's not because of big plays. It's going to be turnovers and just hitting home runs on some running plays. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's more if they blow Oregon out, I think it's because either Oregon doesn't want to play or uh, 
turnover battle significantly. Yeah. My only worry, I, I like Oregon plus six and a half. I just hate backing Cristobal. Yeah. Uh, his ATS as a, as a uh, dog record isn't great. Um, I agree. I'm not, I'm not sure he's a good coach. Yeah, I'm with you. I know they've been good under him. You know, record-wise, it's kind of hard to ding him. He's probably winning that 75% clip, but I think Oregon could do a lot better. Utah's odds to make the playoffs on the site that I was looking, yes, plus 170, no, minus 210. <laughs> wow. What? Actually, o- Oklahoma is actually the favorite amongst the Oklahoma-Utah-Georgia threesome. At plus 150. So that tells me that site definitely believes Oklahoma's winning, definitely believes Georgia's losing, and is unsure about Utah winning this game. Yeah, that's the that's a good uh, analysis there. Interesting, interesting. Okay. So I lean Oregon. Take a stab there on the Utah odds because if they win, they're in. I think. Yeah. I mean, you could really middle it. Yes, plus 170, Oregon plus six and a half. Uh, So I lean Oregon. Agreed. Official. I think we could actually wait until dinner time and see if a seven pops. And if it does, we grab it. And if not, I'll get an updated weather forecast for us. All right, we'll hold for now. Uh, To tomorrow, uh, Louisiana Lafayette goes to Boone, North Carolina for Appalachian State. These teams played earlier in the year with App State winning 17-7. They opened three and a half, and it's now six. I've liked App State all year. Boone's a, a great home field for them. Um, they did lose their game this year that they dropped was at Boone, which I thought was interesting. Uh, I lean with the underdog here, the Cajuns. Uh, they like to score. They scored 31 in six straight games, 31 or more. Um, these teams are very, very familiar with each other. They played four times since the start of last year. I just think this line is a little high. I think the opening line was probably more right. So two teams that are going to score, I will grab the points. I think the line is also telling. App State wins the earlier matchup, gets the home game now. They won by 10. The line opened only three and a half. Um, so I also lean. Louisiana Lafayette. Official. I'm ready to do it if you are. Raging Cajun. Raging Cajun's plus six. Um, Baylor, Oklahoma. This opened nine and it's gone back and forth between nine and nine and a half. I have gone back and forth on this game. (laughs) It's very hard to get a read on... Uh, these teams playing each other with the, the earlier game. I mean, it was basically two different games in one. Yes. I don't know which one is more right. I do like Rule as an underdog. His underdog stats are unbelievable. But I, this line is telling me that Oklahoma might be the side. Yeah. Uh, also, Oklahoma on turf is going to be uh, a little quicker, like CeeDee Lamb. But that defense has been so bad, and I don't believe in Jalen Hurts. Yeah. But I still want to lean Oklahoma. CeeDee Lamb is a good point. He was knocked out of that Baylor game and missed the majority of majority of it, I believe. So having him back, I think, is a big problem for Baylor. I'm with you. I would lean that side, but I don't want any part of this game. I agree. Uh, could this be Lincoln Riley's last game in Oklahoma? Could be. Um, I'm not sure why you'd want to leave. Uh, I keep hearing the argument how many times can you win the Big 12, but, you know, I still think Oklahoma's a program you can get into the college football playoffs every year with. You're going to get top talent still. You're going to get paid just as well as in the NFL, and I just don't see the appeal of the NFL uh, versus a place like Oklahoma. Would you put it higher than 50-50 that he's... If you force me to bet, I think he stays. I think I would lean that way as well. Just a, just a gut. I'm not sure it's the right time for the NFL for him yet. 
Cincinnati-Memphis, a rematch of last week's game, which Memphis won. This opened 10. It is now 9.5. One, but didn't cover. Burned me badly. But I'm going to go right back to the well. Uh, I know they were playing for home field last week. But I think, at its core, Memphis is a better offense. And I, I know Cincinnati's defense played better last week, but they haven't played great on either side of the ball in a month. So I'm going back to the well. I think Memphis takes care of business by more than two touchdowns this time. I'm with you. I think uh, you know Cincinnati goes to Memphis last week. I don't know how motivated they were, but they lose. Go back to Cincinnati and get back on a plane to go to Memphis. I don't think it's a great spot for them. Yeah, that's, I like the travel aspect. It's not a long trip, but it's still travel. Yeah, uh, so Memphis minus 10, is that an official? Sure. Hawaii, Boise, on the blue turf. Great story for the Rainbow Warriors. They are 14-point underdog. We, as you said, we exchanged some notes, and I left this one out uh, accidentally. I actually like Hawaii here. I think this line is too high. They played each other earlier, and I think... Uh, the public is going to look at that box score, but it really wasn't telling. Uh, Hawaii had some turnovers. Uh, they outgained Boise State in that game. I think Boise, uh, Hawaii's four wide receiver sets are going to give Boise problems. Boise State's home field advantage this year not as good as it used to be. Two touchdowns a lot, so I'm going to go with the Warriors here. I need to dig a little deeper in, into this. Got to see the weather. I'm assuming it's going to be cold. Uh, but I get what you're saying on Hawaii. Boise is not the same Boise that everybody remembers. Yeah. Uh, as well as the home field not being what it once was. Yep. Uh, so I think if it's anything, it's going to be Hawaii, uh, but just a lean for now. Sounds good. Big one in Atlanta. Almost a home game for Georgia. Win in their end. They get LSU, open four, it's up to seven. I think I'm with Georgia here. Um, I, I went back and forth just because Orgeron's been so good against good teams that aren't Bama. Uh, Georgia's offense is really bad. Um, I think the one thing I do like is in the big games versus Auburn and Florida, their offense played probably the two best games of the season. Um, so against a bad LSU defense, I think they're going to play a keep away. Some ball control. Uh, they do have issues at wide receiver. Not sure it matters in this matchup. I think you're going to see a lot of the tight end. A lot of DeAndre Swift. I think you're going to want to see him play in that 23-20 range. Um, which obviously, you're getting seven. I like that. More importantly, though, on the other side of the ball, number five against the run, number one against the pass, if we're talking about yards per completion and rushing yards per attempt. So Georgia's defense really has put it together. I think Kirby Smart's going to have something for Burrow. Uh, I'll lean toward the dog side. I'm with you. Uh, I, as you mentioned, the Georgia defense, I think this is going to be the best defense LSU is going to see. Uh, and their defense isn't what LSU defenses we've come to know the past couple of years. Georgia's going to be able to move the ball. They need to score touchdowns and not settle for field goals. Yes. If they do that, I think they can win the game outright. Uh, but I definitely lean them getting seven in what is essentially a home game in Atlanta. Uh, it, there definitely will be LSU fans there. But you have to think it'll be at least 60-40 Georgia. Back to what we talked about a little earlier. I don't know if LSU wins this game how they don't have a more impressive resume than Ohio State. <laughs> I don't understand the argument either. I don't get it. I've heard it all week. I mean, I would be hard-pressed to find a better resume since the playoffs have started than LSU will have. <laughs> yeah, I mean... You're going to win at Alabama. Basically a home game for Georgia. Florida, Auburn... A&M, Texas. I we, we are, well, I think that Texas one is being overlooked, too. I, you know, that Texas early in the year was good. Yeah. 
think we're severely discounting what the at Tuscaloosa win. I mean, they were seven point dogs. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're a Penn State guy. I, you know, I get it. They're okay, right? Wisconsin's okay, but Ohio State is was favored by eighteen in that game. Yep. Like, what is so impressive about that win? Uh, I'm with you. Wisconsin's is a one trick pony. Yeah, they're they're physical. Their offensive line's good, and Jonathan Taylor's good, but they're seventeen point dogs. Yeah. What are we doing here? I agree. Uh, it makes zero sense to me. The I only thing know. I could think of is... I, actually, I don't know. Because if LSU wins, Georgia's not going to be the four seed and you wouldn't have an SEC matchup. So, I don't I don't get it at all. I, um, I have to think... I don't know what's going on. I don't want to say it's a conspiracy, but clearly Wisconsin is being propped up in the rankings. <laughs> I, I'm glad you brought that up. How is Wisconsin the eighth best team in the country? I'm not sure. If Wisconsin and they Auburn jumped played on a neutral field tomorrow, who's favored? On a neutral field, Auburn minus six. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, uh, Wisconsin jumped five spots by beating Minnesota. <laughs> yes. it, it, it's a joke. It, it certainly seems like the little um, ring around with Wisconsin, Minnesota, Penn State, Ohio State, those four-game circular thing is being valued over everything by the committee. I've watched, I watched 11 games of that Penn State played this year. I did not watch against Rutgers. <laughs> Penn State is not that good of a football team. But that's like the Penn State win for Minnesota was... At the time, valued as the best win by anybody. Yep. And this, and Wisconsin beating Minnesota is being valued as one of the best wins by anybody. So, what you what you just laid out is Ohio State's best win is an 18 point favorite at home against Penn State. Correct. In which the game maybe was in doubt for four minutes, but Ohio State was in clear control the whole game. Alabama beating Alabama. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, just, just say that out loud. And not even taking into account the other four or five impressive wins LSU right. has. Right. Uh, well, speaking of Ohio State, they get Wisconsin and Indianapolis. It opened 18. It's down to 16 and a half. I was curious of what this line was going to open at, hoping and wishing that it was somewhere around 16. I'm thinking of reasons not to pick Ohio State. I don't really know why I'm doing that. Um, I, Justin Fields banged up is probably what's keeping me from it, but I'm not sure why I don't like Ohio State by a lot here. <laughs> well, there's two hills that I'm probably going to die on this year, and one of them is Ohio State is not that good of a football team. <laughs> the other we'll get to in the NFL, which I don't think the Patriots are a good football team. But I'm... I'm going to go against Ohio State again. I don't think they're that good. I know they beat Wisconsin 38-7 or 31-7, whatever, at the horseshoe. And Wisconsin's weapons and explosiveness are a little BB gun. But I I don't think Ohio State is that good. Wisconsin's best receiver looks like he's out for the year. Not that that matters. They can't throw the ball anyway. I just I hate giving Ohio State the one-dimensional offense because they always eat that up. Yeah, no, I mean, I to me it's Wisconsin or nothing, and I probably am gonna go nothing. Yeah, I'm going nothing too, but to me it's Ohio State or nothing. The Fields injury though is a concern in yeah. that if it's you know if they're up twenty in the third quarter. Are we going to see the backup to protect Fields? And then is the back door comes into play. Is the backup better than Justin Fields? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just going to stay away. And <laughs> uh, the nightcap, uh, Virginia Clemson. Clemson opened 24 and a half up to 28. This line should be 41. I mean, I'm, that's not a joke. Virginia, nice story. Uh, I picked them to win that side, the, that side of the conference. You were high on them as well. Perkins, nice quarterback, really good runner, okay thrower, really tough kid. 
but they don't do anything well. They gave up a ton of yards for Virginia Tech. Probably should have lost the game, but huge win for them. Clemson is going to molest Virginia. <laughs> Absolutely molest. Um, I'm with you. You said it perfectly. I One thing that I, I don't think has been talked about enough, because I don't think most people have watched that many Clemson games this year, is I think ETN, the running back, may be one of, if not the best player in the country. Obviously, combine is huge for running backs. Uh, your tape sort of matters, but not really. If he has a good combine, doesn't have to be amazing. He will be the first running back taken, I think. Yeah, I'm very impressed with him. Uh, I agree. Clemson minus 28 is an official. Yeah, yep. Uh, Clemson title odds, plus 225. Do you think that they get better in terms if you want to bet Clemson, assuming they're the two or three seed? Or is 225 the best you're going to get? I, I know we visit this every week, and I just – I can't see how they don't get a little bit better if either one of Ohio State or LSU blows their opponent out this weekend, right? Just a little bit better. 250 maybe? I agree. I mean, it should be because they're going to have to be the three seed or the two seed, whatever. They're going to have to play the tougher game and then go to the national title. Right. Uh, I agree, but I think we've said this every week. I'm buying lunch at every window, every price I'm buying lunch at. So I'll keep buying. And Mr. Saracino, if you listen to this, I'll take your Ohio State bet. (laughs) Ohio State Clemson, what would the line be? If it if uh, if Clemson's a three point dog, I may pay my house off in February. <laughs> yeah, I I'm just trying to think, right? Everyone loves Ohio State. I hope they blow out Wisconsin. And you know, I think I would like Ohio State against any of the four by a good amount, right? Yeah, oh yeah. They would kill Utah. I mean, that would only get better for us. So <laughs> things are lining up. So uh, recap. Louisiana Lafayette plus six. Memphis minus nine and a half. Uh, we on Georgia official? Uh, seven? Is that what it's at? Yeah. Sure. Georgia plus seven. Clemson minus 28. Looking deeper into Hawaii plus 14. And uh, we'll get a weather report. And if we're going to go official on Oregon at six and a half. Yeah, I think if, if the whole games are going to be a monsoon, we're probably more likely to do it versus good weather, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, I'm seeing maybe 30 mile an hour winds too. So, uh, just want to be more sure about that one. Currently 97 and 81 on the year, uh, in the midst of a little run. To the NFL. It was a really good run before uh, before I gave us bad stuff last week. No, no. Last week, tough week. Thanksgiving week. A lot of <laughs> lot of distractions. A lot of distractions. Uh. Thoughts on what happened last night? I'm, I'm sure not, still not sure what to make of it. I, you know, I was watching, uh, I was watching Wizards Sixers the majority of the time, but I was flipping back. Um, Jason Garrett's non-expression face was classic. Um, Jerry Jones looked like he was going to have a heart attack. Uh, he was on the radio this morning in dug into some some hosts so clearly things are not good in Dallas uh, <laughs> the talent is there correct or are Maya overvaluing their players I mean I I think the talent is there uh, I think clearly coaching is an issue I'm not sure how good their secondary is like if you're going to poke holes but um the talent is there for them to win 11, 12 games. They're one of the better teams' offensive and defensive line. If you're, if everyone in the league is available, roster-wise, I think they're a top five choice for any coach, right? That's what's baffling to me. You, 
there's probably some guys that don't want Dakota just because. But I have to think if you all the coaches were mixed up in a basket and said pick your roster, they would be a top five. I would think so. <laughs> you know, if you want to get into the payroll stuff, yeah. then maybe they're yeah. not. Sure. You know, they have to pay a lot of guys, so that is not attractive. But like you said, offensive and defensive lines are both good. Say what you want about Zeke, he's a top five running back. But Cooper's a top 12-ish receiver. You know, their linebackers have been disappointing this year, and I think the Sean Lee in the lineup versus um, Van Der Esch is a big deal. I think we saw that last night. Um, Sean Lee needs to retire as soon as possible, or he's going to die. <laughs> but it's just, they don't have any discipline. They're not, they don't look ready to play half the time. It's, you know, they look lackadaisical. The issue that I have with, uh, with the discipline, and I completely agree with you, a hard-nosed disciplinarian's not going to have success under Jerry Jones, though. That's, that's a good point. Can there be um, an in-between? And I know he just got fired, but I think Ron Rivera's a perfect guy. So that's yeah, uh, he certainly has a track record and a reputation. Yeah, and I'm not, I, don't know, I don't think he's a disciplinarian, but he certainly commands respect. Yes. Yeah, that's a good call. I'm not sure Brandon Urban Meyer does anything for that regard. On the flip side, are the Bears back in it? <laughs> I mean, probably not, just because I think they're still two and a half back of the wild card, right? Minnesota's currently eight and four, Rams seven and five. Yeah, so the Ram, uh, the Vikings have somewhat of a layup. They'll yeah. go nine. Yeah. Two back, I think, at this juncture. I just think Minnesota's a good team. Is I think, too much to ask. But, yeah, they're in a weird spot now. Because now, you know, they finally used Mitch Trubisky the way he was used last year when he was pretty good. Uh, I'm not saying I would want him. I'm not saying he's a top 15 guy. But they finally rolled him out. They got him on the move. And, you know, they moved the ball. I was just going to say that he's teased them enough that the expectations in the offseason are going to be fairly high. I, I kind of think they were ready to move on from him, but now I think you're kind of pigeonholing yourself into keeping him but bringing in a guy for competition, which is almost the worst thing. Uh, yeah, I would think so as well. So, yeah, I, you know, the Bears are are what they are. I think they're in purgatory for a while with the situation. Uh, yeah, no, nah, then they've dug themselves their own hole. Good to see Allen Robinson have a good game. I've, I've always liked that guy. Yeah, he plays hard. Yep. All right, well, to this Sunday, uh, we start in Buffalo. Ravens in town. Oh, a collection of impressive wins. <laughs> yeah, guess they're good. Would you say that they are the best team in the league right now? Oh, God. Um, neutral field, I think San Francisco won that game. Um, I think they're clearly one of the best, though. Their defense is so much improved. Is I, I still can't tell if their defense is good or not, though. I know. I, they are... Better than they were, but I still think you can poke holes in them. If that I think sense. I should say I think they're solid, but I think you could score and move the ball. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So I said that uh, Baltimore would be four and a half point favorites. Well, I got fooled. I said seven and a half. You did not get fooled. It opened seven and it dropped to five and a half. Seeing a lot of um, experts, I guess is the right word, on the Ravens, which I'm not sure is a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm going to keep it up and go the other way. Uh, I kind of think this is a good matchup defensively for Buffalo. They're very athletic linebackers. They don't stop the run very well, which... I'm not sure it isn't by design. I think they're more... I think McDermott likes the bend but don't break philosophy. And I just think their linebackers are going to give Lamar problems. 70% of tickets on the Ravens. 
Vegas has gotten killed with Baltimore. You have to think they've at least caught up a little bit. And I like Josh Allen's legs in this game. Weather's not going to be great. It's going to be cold. Could be rainy. Windy. Bills fans, give me the wagon. I think uh, I'm with you. Um, Speaking of that Niners game, that game was extremely physical. And now you got to get on a bus or plane and go to Buffalo in the cold, possibly snowy weather. Uh, I'm with you. Baltimore may win this game, but I think you made a good point with the bend but don't break. I think they're going to be settling for a lot of field goals rather than punching it in the end zone in the red zone. We talked about, I can't remember when we talked about this, last couple weeks. Old defensive coordinators who we thought would be good against Lamar kind of were stubborn and stuck to their ways. Wade Phillips, Bill Belichick. I think Sean McDermott was the guy I was trying to think of. Younger, can adapt to this style. The other thing is, when I think of teams that have had success running the ball against Buffalo, it's teams that are going to run between the tackles. Sure, Ingram's going to get some carries, but I don't see him getting 25 carries. It's more (sighs) of that read option... Getting yeah. Lamar out on the edge is letting him make decisions. Yeah. I, you know, if Ingram does get 25 carries, I think that'd be a good thing for, you know, having above a field goal. Do you think this line moves back to six or higher? I think it's settled kind of where it's at. I, you know, I like six. Um, maybe it gets to six and a half, but I don't think it gets to seven. It's currently five and a half. I think I'm... I'm I want Buffalo, but I think we hold because even if it goes to five, it's not that big of a deal. No, I I prefer six. Would you do it at five and a half? Oh, yeah. Okay. Just because I'm a degenerate. Okay. <laughs> the hottest team in the NFC East. Possible division winners at seven and nine. Go to Green Bay. And I said Green Bay would be a 13 and a half point favorite. Uh, open 14 and a half, it's down to 13. <laughs> I didn't give you much analysis in this one, uh, in our little pre-sheet. Just put LOL, because I like Washington. Um, I like Geis in this game a lot. He's physical. Peterson still's got life. He's physical. I don't think Green Bay... I think Green Bay obviously wants to win the game, but I don't think they want to play for four quarters. I think they'd like to wrap it up. So back door will be open. I think the Redskins are going to just pound it, and that's Green Bay's weakness. They're terrible against the run. Uh, you know, Jari Alexander's great corner. Not going to matter in this game because the Redskins don't throw the ball. So very scary backing Haskins. Um, so we got to avoid the pick six, but I just think there's a lot of points. I want Callahan to call Army, Navy, Air Force and get their game plan. I don't want Haskins to throw the ball more than five times. If I don't, if it's third and twelve, hand the ball off and punt. I agree. I agree. I don't care if they're down twenty-four. I still want them to hand the ball off. I agree with you. I like the Redskins. Packers ranked twenty-eighth versus the run, and the Redskins are a power running team. AP are very physical. Not being facetious, the inside of that Redskins line is pretty good. Yeah, you know what's shocking is that they've kind of turned Eric Flowers into a decent guard. Um, So the the two guards are really good. Um, They're going to run behind Sheriff and Moses, too. Yeah, you know, I I would assume the Packers put 10 in the box and they think this is coming. And I don't hate Scary Terry on the outside one-on-one. Yeah. If there's one ball that Haskins can at least throw, it's throw it as far as you can and let someone try to catch it because he can't complete anything else. But, you know, it kind of works in his favor. Uh, to be honest, what I would like to see, I would actually like Steve Spurrier to come back and run the two-quarterback system. <laughs> On third down, take Haskins out. Oh, yeah. Case Keenum in? <laughs> Love it. Uh, 13, you think, is the best we're going to see? Probably. I wouldn't be shocked if it sneaks down to 12 and a half, actually. All right. Hearts, plus 13 official. Yeah, why not? Screw it. 
Broncos at Texans. Texans off the big Sunday night game. I said Texans minus seven. Uh, I said seven. Open seven and a half up to nine and a half. Is Drew Locke starting this game? Last I saw, he was. Uh, I wish that one of the Allens was starting this game because I'm just not a Drew Locke guy. I saw him too much against Georgia in college. I don't think he's very good. Um, I want to lean Denver. Here is my huge concern. Denver's defense really good, especially in the red zone. Huge concern. Von Miller uncertain. Yep. Bigger injury. Derek Wolf out for the year. Got hurt late in the game last week. I think that is a massive injury. I do think the Texans will be flat after that Patriots win. I do think Denver's the right side, but I just, that Wolf injury scares me. I and you got if if it is Drew Lock, Drew Lock first start on the road. What did you think of Houston's defense last week? I don't. I think they're a mirage. I think you can pound it on them with no yep. lot. I if I had to play the game, the, the Wolf injury is huge. I was not aware of that. Uh, I would lean Broncos. It would be Broncos or nothing. Houston has Tennessee on deck next week, and which will be a huge game for that division. I lean Denver, but there is some variables that I think prevent me from getting there. If you could guarantee me that Freeman and Lindsey would both have 18 carries, I would take Denver, but you can't guarantee me that, so I agree. I'm going to stay away. Uh, and probably the best game of the 1 o'clock session, San Fran at New Orleans. I said Saints 3. I said 3 as well. Open 3, it's now 2.5. I lean Saints. Um, they are very good at home versus good teams. 14-1 and one actually straight up with team versus teams with a better than 80% winning percentage. So they, they play well in big games at home. Uh, I don't love them long term, but I do think their defense in this game is, is going to show out. Um, I think this is a lower scoring game. I don't like specifically the Niners are coming off that just head smashing game against Baltimore and travel back to San Francisco, now back to New Orleans for another 1 p.m. game. Uh, I just don't like to travel. Uh, I think it's a great spot for New Orleans. The when I dug into that Niners defense, it was way better than I thought it was, especially on the back end. I was impressed all season with their defensive line, but their secondary numbers are really, really good. You know who's good, and I hate to say it, Richard Sherman has been really good. Yeah, <laughs> and I think Seattle actually misses him. I totally agree. Um, my biggest concern would be, for, if, for the Niners, is Garoppolo. There's times where he just looks so uncomfortable in the pocket. I thought that against the Seahawks a couple weeks back, and then it looked like it got better, and then last week he had happy feet against the Ravens. There was plays to be made. He holds on to the ball so long. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's he doesn't trust something or he doesn't trust what he's seeing, but he just does not look comfortable at times in the pocket. Yeah. And in this dome... <laughs> That's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> yep. I do like the Saints. Um, official. I'm with it, yeah. I I just I think you hit it on the head. Great spot. Jimmy G in the dome. And it's what's going to be a wild environment. Yeah, and, and they need to win the game to try and get home field. Right. I think home field probably matters more to the Saints than anybody. Than anybody, yeah. So, I agree. Uh, I actually would like... The Saints, to win this game, I think everybody would hop on and there'll be a spot in the playoffs to go against them, against somebody physical. Oh, yeah. I, if, honestly, if it's a rematch in the playoffs, I'd probably go to San Fran. Yeah. Uh, Bengals at Browns. I said Browns 8.5. I said 6.5. Open 10.5. It's down to 8. <laughs> I wish we had done this podcast on Monday because 10.5 <laughs> would have been a ventilator pick. <laughs> um, clearly Andy Dalton is the way to go if you're Cincinnati I mean night and day and I like Ryan Finley at NC State but not in the same class I'm trying to 
figure out why Cleveland is giving eight to anybody. Uh, that's a, it's a valid point. Chubb and Hunt should have big games here. You pointed this out. Cincinnati is dreadful against the run, so that is definitely concerning. Um, on the flip side, is Freddie Kitchen smart enough to run the ball? <laughs> he clearly loves to chuck it around. Uh, did not even give it a chance last week against Pittsburgh to run the ball. <laughs> I still lean Cincinnati. Uh, their defense, especially their linebackers, scared me to death. That's because they suck. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I could do it. That's just a lean. I don't think it's a like unless we prep back up past nine. Yeah. Um, I mean, but the running game, and this seems like a game that the Browns will want to play because they can win. <laughs> Is... Uh, obviously, it's easy to pile on now, but is Odell Beckham one of the most overrated players in NFL history? Uh, you know, he was really good when uh, the Giants were losing all those games and he was getting tons of garbage time points. Um, I, you know, unless you're... I think you have to be a certain kind of receiver. You know, Randy Moss, right? He changes the way the defense plays. No one's changing anything for OBJ. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, the high paid, you need definitely need to have weapons. I would rather have a, a super athletic tight end than a number one receiver. Yeah. Like, give me Gronk, Ertz, Kelsey, uh, Kittle all day over a number one receiver. This is a game that I don't want to touch. So, no matter what you say, it's not going to matter to me. <laughs> Carolina at Atlanta. Atlanta minus one was my guess. Uh, did I say? I said four. Falcons four. Opened one. It's up to three. I have no idea what kind of Panthers team is going to show up. Uh, yeah, the Ron Rivera firing, it seemed like they loved them. I'm not sure if they're going to play kind of extra hard or just lay down. Julio looks like he's going to play this week. I agree with you. Let's just move on. Detroit at Minnesota. I'm embarrassingly bad at this guess. I completely forgot Detroit was down to a third stringer, and I said Minnesota minus seven. <laughs> this is Barry Sanders from Western Old Play. Vikings 13. Him, Herman Moore hasn't practiced this week yet either. <laughs> <laughs> it opened 14, and it's now 13. Um, I'm actually, I don't know who is playing for Detroit at quarterback. If it's Driscoll, I think I would actually lean Detroit. Driscoll is placed on the IR. It's David Blau. These are the type of games Minnesota typically tries to keep close. Uh, we saw with Denver, but I'm not, you know, I watched Blount on Thanksgiving, and I'll, I'll pass. Uh, agree. Dolphins at Jets. I said Jets four. I said Jets four. Open seven and a half. It's now five and a half. Uh, we've kind of been on both these teams recently, but I'm going to stay away here. Just, just seems like a game where anything could happen. If I had to do anything, I think I would lean the Jets just because the Dolphins cannot run the ball. But the Jets injury report is 16-17 deep. There, I'm, we'll have to dig into this in the offseason. There's got to be some good against spread stats for the Dolphins post maybe November 15th. It seems like they go on the road, you know, it's it's a regular game and or they're at a disadvantage playing in the cold. That's obvious. Teams going to Miami, yep. I think it's harder to play I, in 85 in, and humidity than it is when it's 35. There's no excuse. The Eagles never should have lost last week and Schwartz doesn't make any adjustments even when he's getting torched. But you can tell that the defensive line definitely got worn down. By that I heat. Fletcher Cox was going to die on the field. <laughs> yes. He looks like he had never played, sweated before in his life. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'll make a note for it for the last three weeks. But I think going to Miami this time of year is a hard place to play. And when they're frisky, because Flores is a good coach. I was just going to say, Miami has not given up. 
No, not at all. They play hard. Uh, their schedule the last three weeks would be at Giants, Bengals at home, at Patriots. They're going to pound the Bengals at home. I think you're right. I mean, that line's probably going to be low, so that'll be perfect. Yeah. Uh, Colts at Buccaneers. I said Colts minus one. I said Bucks minus two and a half. Open Bucks minus one. It's Bucks minus three. Uh, I think we see this game opposite. I'm going to die with the Colts. Uh, I'll go down with Thunder Dan's ship. I think we're getting the better coach. I think we're getting the better quarterback. And I think we're getting the better defense with Indy. They're still playing for something. It might not be a very high percentage, but I think they still have a shot. So I think they win a close game here. Uh, about a month ago, I was in love with this Colts team. But the injuries, especially at wide receiver, have just been killer. Yeah. I don't. I, they might be down to their third string. I think Hilton's out, and I believe Chester Rogers is out. Um, I don't trust Jameis. I would not recommend a Buccaneers pick. But if I had to do anything, I think I lean that way. Uh, their run D has been really good, uh, and I don't think the uh, Brissett has the weapons to throw the ball. I mean, that's fair. Can't really dispute it. Um, but I think the Colts defense wins this game. You are right that they need this win. They're going to be very, very desperate. I mean, this is it, right? If they lose, that's their season. I would assume. Uh, yeah, they'd go to. Six and seven, I believe. Yeah, I think they're out. And Texans are currently eight and four. I, I mean, I guess the wild card still would be in play, but I think they would be out with a loss. Yep. Chargers at Jaguars. I said Chargers minus one. I said pick. Uh, open Chargers minus one. It's now Chargers minus three. Chargers, uh, but I, there's no way I'm backing the Chags. We're not backing the Chargers. I can. I don't know how any Chargers fan is left. The way that they've lost games is incredible. Uh, I would assume that job is open at the end of the year. It has to be. Uh, it's. It really is entertaining to watch them almost forcibly try to lose. They tie the game last week with 12 seconds to go. Did you see the end of this game? Yeah, the, the pass, <laughs> pass interference. Yes. And how many teams with nine seconds left kneel on it? 99.99% of the teams. For whatever reason, Drew Locke throws a bomb. Uh, uh, yeah, I, what's crazy is that a lot of those PI calls are 50-50. That was... <laughs> The most obvious. The guy tried to tackle him around. <laughs> yeah. The Chargers have, just when you think they found every way to lose, they find a new way. Yeah, that was impressive, too. Um, yeah, so I would advise, unless you're a complete degenerate, to stay away. Uh, yeah, this is, I don't even know what you do here. Uh, actually, a pretty interesting 4 o'clock slate of games. Starting in New England, Kansas City in town, I said Pats minus 3. I did as well. Open four, down to three. I sort of bounced back and forth here. I wish Kansas City could run the ball because I, I hate when a team is one-dimensional against Belichick. It just seems like it just makes it so much easier for him. The strength of their team this year is against the pass, and obviously that's all Kansas City does. Um. I agree. I'm coming around on the past. Might not be very good trade. We've seen this so many years though, where they struggle for a stretch and then they fix it. I lean New England home field very hard to beat them there, uh, and I just have a hard time getting off of this train. Oh, <laughs> my biggest worry. I do think the Patriots are the right side this week, but. If the Chiefs go up 10-0 or 14-0, I don't know how yeah. the Patriots come back. Well, Frank Clark dinged up. 
I do think that's a big deal because I'm not sure the Chiefs are, are other than Jones have another pass rusher. Uh, I do think this is a game where Brady and Edelman and Muhammad Sanu can get right. You made the good point. James White had a big garbage time week last week. I think I think you see a lot of James White in this game. Yep. So that would scare me is that I do think this is a, one of the defenses that the Patriots can kill with a thousand paper cuts. And, you know, that will force Andy and Mahomes to press a little bit. Yep. Uh, so that would be a Kansas City worry. So I'm with you. I lean New England. I think that's the right side. But I don't. Unless it got to two and a half, I'm not sure I really want it. I'll start it. Uh, I think there's actually probably some interesting player props for this game. Oh, that's a good angle. I didn't think Definitely James White. Yeah. But I think there's probably some Edelman and Sanu, Sanu ones as well. Yep. Uh, Steelers at Cardinals. Before I get into the line, I came on this podcast every single time last year and said Tomlin's a terrible coach. He's been awesome this year. Besides Brian Flores, should be the coach of the year, I think. Uh, My ranks would go Flores, Callahan, Tomlin right now. Callahan. <laughs> I just think he's ahead. You pointed it out. He's ahead of the curve. Power run game coming back. It's everything that's old is new again. Uh, I said Steelers minus three for this game. I said four. Open to pick. It's now two and a half. line came out, I loved Arizona. Absolutely loved. Uh, the more I dug in, I think I might have flipped. Uh, Tomlin's pretty bad in his spots against bad teams on the road, but he is great. He's 21-4, I believe, as these small favorites on the road. Uh, I don't, I gotta find that stat again, but I think he's 21-4 on the road when favored by four or less. To me, this is going to be a low-scoring game because I think the Steelers are going to control the defensive line. I think it's going to be tough sledding for Kyler Murray. I don't know if he's hit a wall or the defenses have figured him out a little bit, but he hasn't played well the last month. I don't expect him to play great on Sunday. But I don't see the Steelers scoring a ton of points with that offense. So Kyler's three worst games this year were against the three teams with the highest percentage uh, of rush pass rush that he's played. The Steelers will be the best pass rush he's played in terms of pressure percentage. So that yep. doesn't bode well for Kyler. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I'm not. Devlin Hodges is not awful. Um, Arizona is terrible against the run, so I think you're going to see a ton of Benny Snell. And Arizona is not the worst, but by far the worst against covering running backs out of the backfield. I think you see Jalen Samuel kill them out of the backfield. Yeah, and we look at the public percentages. It's not that skewed on Pittsburgh where I thought it was going to be all Pittsburgh money. So did I, especially after sort of the public backing the Cardinals and getting bloodbath last week. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of am interested to see where this line goes. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Tennessee at Oakland. I said Titans three and a half. Uh, I said two. This opened a pick. It's now two and a half, Titans. So, Oakland has just gotten demolished the last two games, and the Titans have won five in a row, and the line's two and a half. Yeah. I'll take the Gruden's. Crazy. I'll take the Gruden's. Uh, the one thing that I just want to make sure is that Josh Jacobs is going to play. Yeah, you know, if he doesn't play, I don't want it. Yeah. Uh, I, from what I'm reading, he's officially questionable, but it looks like he's going to play. Uh, Raiders 4-1 against the spread as a home dog, and they're 5-1 at home overall. We can dig if you want a little more into this. I bet you the Titans against the run, if you dig into some stats, aren't as good as we think they are. I think you're probably right. I do think it's a good spot for the Raiders. I just want to check on Jacobs and see where this line goes. I think we might be able to squeeze a three. Agreed. Uh, Sunday night, chickens at the Rams. 
I said chickens two and a half. I said chickens three. Open three has dropped to a pick. Uh, I lean Rams here just because of the line uh, and the spot. And, I, you know, I know we both really like them, but <laughs> their stats are unbelievable. It's, I don't know how they have are, what the record is. I don't know how it is. It makes no sense. So, they've, every game this year has been under a touchdown, right? I believe so. And they're 9-2, and 10-2. Um, yeah, I think they're 10-2. And two. before that, in the Russell Wilson starting era, games decided by less than a touchdown or less, they were 31-33-2 and 33 and two against the spread. In the Russell Wilson era. In the Russell Wilson that era. That is so crazy. So if you want to say they win all these close games because of him and he's so clutch and all that, that's fine. But historically, with Russell Wilson, they are a 500-against-the-spread team in games a touchdown or less. That is a crazy stat. So you would expect that at some point it's going to regress to the mean, right? You would think so. <laughs> it's not happening. Uh, and uh, we liked the chickens last week in, in a sort of similar spot. You know, the Rams looked good last week in Arizona, I will say. Um, I, I think this is another close game. The, the Seahawks defense, you pointed it out prior to Monday night that it's not that great. And no. it was... It showed. McFay's going to have something planned. A good game plan. I agree with you. I think the Rams are the right side. <laughs> the scary part, I wish this game was at four. Primetime Russell Wilson, uh, yeah. 81% yeah. of his career. Yeah. That's scary. Um, typically, you can just, whatever, whoever they're playing, whatever the line is, just take Russ in a primetime game. I'm going to wait and hold, but I'm, I'm with you. I, I kind of like the Rams here. The Chickens do not get a ton of pressure on the quarterback, and Goff has been okay when he's not under pressure. Yeah, and I like Cup and Woods uh, as a combo. And up until two weeks ago, I, I, don't know, I didn't see the update. The Rams were third in the league against the run. The Ravens really skewed that. Yeah. And obviously, it probably came back some against the Cardinals. Uh, but the Chickens, they, they like to run the ball. Um, Carson and Penny have been hot, but I think that plays into the Rams' hands. Yeah. We'll, we'll start it, see where the line goes. I don't think it's going to go anywhere uh, too crazy that it's going to prevent us from playing it. Agreed. Monday night, Giants at Eagles. It appears Eli Manning is going to get the start. I said Eagles minus five and a half. You, you have to downgrade bad teams. I said 10 and a half. It opened eight, it's now nine and a half. Uh, boy, I want to like the Eagles here. I mean, they're, they're in the captain spot to win the East. Until they go to Washington next week. <laughs> I, uh, I can't decide if Eli is an upgrade or a downgrade. You know, it could be the last game he ever plays, and against you know a division rival, what better way to go out? I think his career record is one sixteen and one sixteen, so this is a huge game for his career. Um, but I, don't, I just Saquon is not Saquon that, oh, with that ankle injury. That's uh, that's what's keeping me away from the Giants. I I lean Philly here. I think they're I think they're still a really good team. You know. <laughs> um. Do you think Shermer will be back next year? I think he's... Man. Two weeks ago, I would have said definitely, and now I'm a little bit more unsure, but I think he does get another year. Assuming he's not, is that an attractive job? Obviously, it depends on your view of Daniel Jones, but I think it's it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you get... You get Shepard and Ingram, who I like. You definitely need something else. But love Saquon. And I like that the defense is a, a cheap blank slate. If You you know, they're James yeah. coming off the books, and you can start over on that side. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, as far as this game goes, I, I think I do actually <laughs> lean the Eagles. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I mean, I wish we 
can get it at your opening five and a half number, but, <laughs> but we can uh, we can still play it at at nine or whatever it's at. Uh, I expect a good, te- a good teaser candidate, I think. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I do, I expect the defense to play pretty well. Oh yeah, I would hope so after last week. Um, Hopefully, Schwartz has something up his sleeve. <laughs> I'm trying to find a teaser to go with. I don't know what I would even pair it with. I know. There's some, um, there's some weird lines. Maybe Minnesota, but... That's scary, though. Seven points is a lot. Cincinnati? Uh, since, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did do Eagles-Bengals last week, and the Eagles burned us. Yeah, this is um, probably the most competitive week as far as lines go. Low lines, team, a lot of uncertainty with some games. Yeah, it's one of those things where you like a team catching three, but is three that much different than eight in some of these games? Like Jets-Dolphins, what's the difference? I'm counting eight games with lines three or, or lower. Yeah. Houston, you're getting under a field goal. You would think Houston's the right side. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you are an underdog money line better, I would assume Denver is pretty appetizing this week. It's probably worth the stab. Yeah, I don't know. This is tough. We'll have to think about this one a little bit more. So officials <laughs> are on Washington plus thirteen. The Saints minus two and a half. Stars on the Bills, currently five and a half, seeing if we can squeeze six or higher. Uh, Half star on the Patriots. (laughs) Uh, Star on the Raiders and a star on the Rams. Yeah, I like it. Tough week coming up. I agree. Uh, Well, great job by you. President's Cup next week. Money to be made. Save some money this weekend. Enjoy the weekend. I'll talk to you soon. Tip of the cap to the house. See you, buddy.